0: Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye Jr. We have a full program today, and we're going to start off with my good friend, the co-founder of Urban Native Education Alliance, UNEA, and that's Sarah Since Wilson. And she's been doing some outstanding things uh, with education for young Native students and educating others who are non-Native, like myself. So Sarah Sins, welcome, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest again. And give a, our listeners a brief idea of what you're doing now with UNEA, and then let's talk about the other events you have coming up
1: thank you so much Eddie Han i Petu wash Chante Washday Sarah sense Wilson ma it's such a pleasure and a huge honor to be on your show yet again um, thank you so kindly Eddie really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so UNEA is a grassroots, volunteer-based, student-centered organization grounded in cultural values and practices. UNEA is the largest and the longest-running community-based organization supporting Indian education in Seattle. Um, Our vast contributions towards improving uh, education of our Native students and their success um, has been long standing for going on 17 years of doing direct services and also advocacy and um, enriching the lives of indigenous youth and really just promoting cultural identity within the urban setting, which is always a challenge because our students are, are constantly up against mainstream society and so the work that we do is really to um, to emphasize and to affirm their identity as indigenous people, s- young people that are growing up in this um, you know multicultural setting of Seattle, and where we're constantly you know marginalized and um, kind of pushed to the side. But um, we have a lot going on as usual. Clear Sky Academy, which is a partnership that UNEA has with YELLOWWOOD ACADEMY, WE ARE LAUNCHING OUR um, SECOND SEMESTER COURSE THAT IS THE OSPI ACCREDITED CLASS WHERE STUDENTS WILL RECEIVE ELECTIVE CREDIT. Um, THE CLASS IS CALLED INDIGENOUS JOURNALISM. AND um, SO OUR STUDENTS WILL BE LEARNING ABOUT ALL THOSE DIFFERENT MEDIUMS OF JOURNALISM. THEY'LL BE um, IMPROVING THEIR LITERACY. THEY WILL BE INTERACTING WITH VARIOUS PROMINENT INDIGENOUS PEOPLE IN THE COMMUNITY AND JUST LEARNING THOSE those HARD SKILL SETS THAT THEY REALLY NEED to, TO BE SUCCESSFUL AND TO FURTHER THEIR EDUCATION. THAT IS REALLY ONE OF OUR BIGGEST GOALS IS THAT THEY GO ON TO HIGHER EDUCATION. AND WE ALSO HAVE SPECIAL EVENT COMING UP THAT YOU MENTIONED EARLIER. SO WE ARE DOING A BILLY FRANK JUNIOR EVENT AT NORTH SEATTLE COLLEGE IN PARTNERSHIP WITH THE EDIC department and that'll actually be March the 5th so that falls on a Tuesday and it's open to the public um, we encourage you all to come and enjoy that I, I love hearing about that history that Lyle shared about being you know boots on the ground doing the activism work in the 70s the um, the event that's for Billy Frank Jr. will feature panelists. Um, Nancy Shippentower, who many of you know um, is a community activist. She does incredible work in, with the Salmon Defense Fund. And, um, and we also have Matt Remley, who many of you have heard of, who is the, um, one of the people who pushed forward Indigenous People Day. That was his initiative that everyone stood behind. And um, his son, Chayton Remley, who is currently the North Seattle College um, student-elected leader. And um, so they will be panelists, and they will be speaking about the theme, which is celebrating activism, change agents, and leadership. So that'll be in the evening, and we'll have food, and students will open up with um, song and prayer, and yeah, it'll be a fun event. So... You all are welcome. I it hope sounds
0: like Lao Poissette could be a panelist.
1: Yeah, it, we wanted to do a multi-generational, you know, to have those those different perspectives about, you know, leadership in the past, leadership now, leadership in the future. I think it's really important. Um, I mean, all of you are so much of the um, a foundation of Seattle in the work that's happened in civil rights and and the progress that's been made. So it's just, a, it's an honor to share space in this virtual world with you all.
0: Well, you know, Lyle is in Tacoma Pierce County, so he was closer Uh-oh. to the action down at Nisqually and other places, but uh, he sounds mm-hmm. like uh, he would be a good panelist to have uh, because he he does have that history of working with uh, the Indian community and gaining the fishing rights and other rights. So. Uh, but uh the Billy Frank event is coming up and I want to say happy birthday to all the people who are celebrating in your activity today, the January 25th birthday celebration. I wanna say happy birthday to all those folks. And we, like I said, uh we'll have Lyle on when we do the tribute to uh Billy Frank Jr. on the 29th uh, of uh of February. Uh yeah, that's right. It's 29 days in February. It sure is. So anyway, yeah, so I would it would be good to have uh have Lao Kwasim on to share uh, some of the history that probably some of the younger brothers and sisters in the Native American community don't even know about. But I'm yep. sure they know it all. But here's a person that was actually there.
1: Yes.
0: I went, I went one time with some white guys with some rifles, scared me off. So I didn't go back. I just have to tell you the truth. You know? <laughs> and there were well, people getting in boats and I can't swim too. And then these folks, these people had rifles. So I left that demonstration unharmed. But Sarah, thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate all the work you're doing. Like I said, we'll get that panel together to pay tribute to Billy Frank Jr. So thank you yeah, very much.
1: Absolutely, I just wanna say that Billy Frank Jr. Day is actually March 9th. That's the day that the state and many school districts um, celebrate and honor and take time out to do work that honors his memory in that in that field of um, environmental action and, and treaty rights. And um, so it, it's it'll be a full week of activities happening, hopefully throughout Indian country to lift up those voices and to really, you know, push forward that agenda of making um, as many green spaces as possible. So thank you all for having me on. It's really good to Lyle, you get get my information from Eddie and, um, and we'll connect.
0: All right. You got it done. Thanks, Sarah. Since Wilson, we appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much for having me
0: on. Have a great day, everybody. Okay, thank you, Sarah. My next guest is uh, the president of the Washington State chapter of the National Association of Minority Contractors, Bob Armstead. And uh, Bob and I have been, and Lyle and Jonathan, we've all been waiting for over two years to get some word back from Mary Garland about justice for our Black owned businesses and contractors uh, in the state of Washington. Uh, but uh, the Justice Department said they sent it over to uh, the Department of Transportation two years ago, and we haven't heard a peep out of Pete Buttigieg yet. So obviously, they said just put them over here and forget about him. So that's how it works. So Bob, what's up? What's what's the latest? Well, the uh, the,
2: the latest uh, intro and background. Um, the Justice Department response back to us uh, not investigate civil rights and discrimination complaints Uh, to the surprise you know of all 22 of us individuals and organizations that part of the complaint we responded back to the justice department reminding them that their office of civil rights had been Uh, put in place to specifically address the types of concerns that were uh, outlined in our complaint. Uh, They responded back to us by saying that they were going to forward our complaint to the Department of Transportation because most of the examples that we gave uh, happened to be uh, incidences that had occurred with projects funded by uh, USDOT funds. Uh, we the response that we got back from them was so insulting that that we will not go into. We have continued to pursue uh, resolution and it, even an investigation of our complaint uh, through many different uh, courses since that time. Most recently. Uh, The National Association of Minority Contractors, Washington State Chapter, and the National Chapter wrote a letter to uh, Merrick Garland, the U.S. Attorney General, uh, and we cc'd all 58 members of the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, requesting again that they uh, investigate our complaint. Uh the response back again was that they were referring the uh, the matter to USDOT. Uh the most recent activity regarding that complaint uh has occurred over the last month. Yesterday uh, Namac National had a board meeting that I participated in and the Basically, the topic of the agenda uh, for the day happened to be our complaint and other complaints that have gone into to Merrick Garland. And also on that agenda was examples of what uh, people are doing to uh, both minim- minimize and eliminate our programs. Uh, And uh, we had to remind some of our younger board members uh, that just because uh, the SBAA day and the DBE and other programs have been in place, some of them for 50 years, does not mean that, one, that they're currently under attack, that there is an organized effort that is very, very well financed and funded uh, through people like Stephen Miller and Bloom uh, that are part of the so-called mega uh, Republican uh, side. But just to look at what happened with Roe v. Wade, uh, people, women specifically, uh, got somewhat complacent in thinking that because uh, Roe v. Wade had been the law of the land for 50 years that it was safe and they voted for people who verbally opposed it but they thought would never change it. So there are current examples of how you cannot Uh, rest on the fact that something has been in place for a while, that it will not go away. Another example from that meeting was a letter that the attorney general from the state of Nevada uh, wrote uh, to the 100 top CEOs in the United States. And I, I will read very briefly a portion of it. We recently reviewed a letter sent to you by 13 state attorney generals purporting to remind you of your obligations as an employer under federal and state law to refrain from discriminating on the basis of race. Uh, While we agree with our colleagues that companies that engage in racial discrimination should and will face serious legal consequences we focused on actual unlawful discrimination, not the basis assertion that any attempts to address racial disparity are by their way, very natural, unlawful. Now, I am glad to say that uh, the attorney general from the state of Nevada, in addition to writing that letter, has started a campaign to get other attorney generals to counter that. Uh, Currently, there are 20 attorney generals that have signed on to a letter that's going out to those same 100 corporate CEOs. And I am also glad to say that Bob Ferguson, the attorney general from the state of Washington, happens to be one of the signatories on that letter. Uh, The current Uh, plan for the Attorney General from Nevada and NAMAC is working uh, closely with him is to get that number up to 30. Uh, And when there are 30 signatories on that letter, then that letter is going out to those 100 top CEOs in the United States. But it, it is extremely important for everyone in Washington state to understand that although there are 22 of us that are signatories on this complaint to the justice department, these actions affect all of us. And if one group thinks that they're okay, because they currently have more work than another group, That's just not the way it works. They're after all of us, uh, including the women. So we want and need your support. Uh, I have been requested to contact uh, Bob Ferguson to see if he will be the attorney general that makes the first contact with Merrick Garland regarding the letter from the 30 state attorney general.
0: That should be very interesting. Uh, I know that the attorney general is supposed to protect, I guess, and uh, Lyle is, knows more than me. He's been out there running government agencies. <clears throat> but uh, I'm just surprised. We, did we hear anything from him on a complaint that we filed with, uh, with uh, Mary Garland, the United States Department of Justice? Uh,
2: no, we have not. And, uh, actually, um, not directly mentioned in our, uh, complaint as an individual, the way the governor of the state is a huge part of the problem that we have had in the state is although Bob Ferguson in 2017, uh, gave an attorney general's opinion that was different than Gary Lott's interpretation of I-200. Many of the assistant and associate attorney generals that are assigned to these departments, uh, such as WASDOT and others where we have these problems, are a hindrance to our being able to get the contracting and project and program management people in those agencies to correct some of the harm that they've done well Bob thank you very much and I think that the, with the
0: legislatures in session right now it might be good for a bunch of brothers and sisters to go down there and pay them a visit in person to see what they're going to do so Bob I want to thank you for all the fantastic work you're doing uh I, you know we're just getting started I, we're not done but we got to take this quick break and we'll come right back hopefully with Pastor Gregory Christopher
3: List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concession at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com.
4: At Sound Transit, we not only connect more people to more places, We're making life better for all. We're connecting diverse neighborhoods to an entire region of opportunities, like jobs and school. If you have an Orca card, you can just tap and go. We have reduced fares for seniors and riders with disabilities. For adults with lower incomes, check out Orca Lift and pay just a dollar for your ride. To plan your trip or to learn more, visit us at soundtransit.org.
3: Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com.
0: All right, Eddie Ryan back at Urban Forum Northwest. I want to thank the City of Sales Purchasing and Construction Services Department, the Port of Sales Diversity Contracting Office, Sound Transit's Office of Civil Rights, Equity and Inclusion, SeaTac Bar Group LLC, Jerry Whitsett and Rod O'Neill. Two brothers own that organization, and they have the Mountain Room Bar and Africa Lounge on Concourse A. And then my friends from the Women's Ministry at Mount Zion, they're celebrating. Their eighty-second anniversary celebration. Uh, Reverend Doctor Phyllis Ratcliffe Bomani is uh, the president, and this year's co-chairs are Sarah, our friend Sarah Dean, and Doctor Virgie Harris Haley. Uh, You can read about this in uh, in on the front page of uh, the Seattle Facts newspaper. I'm sure something's in the medium, and also uh, we're trying to hook up with Reverend Doctor Gregory Christopher. Uh, He has four days of celebration. The, the pastor of Shiloh Baptist Church, he's having an appreciation and a retirement celebration, February first through the fourth. And uh, I know that uh, uh, I think Lyle Quasim, and I think maybe Jonathan. Are you are you a member of Shiloh as well? Okay, well, okay, he's he's muted, but anyway. So uh, while we wait for Doctor Prince, why don't we go to head to, to Lyle Quasim, who is the chair. Of the Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective. They meet every Saturday, no matter what day it is. On a Saturday, there's a a Tacoma Pierce County Black Collective meeting. Uh, In the email I sent out to everybody, let people know that uh, the members of Congress, uh, the the Derry Kilmer used to be on there, Congressman Marilyn Strickland is on the call. Every now and then, Adam Smith and uh, uh, the Mayor Victoria Woodards, the former Deputy Mayor uh, Keith Blocker, and uh, 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 Senator Twana Nobles and all the movers and shakers are involved with the police chief, the fire chief. Uh, they're all hooked up with the collective. And mm. if you want to learn about how to organize and run a serious organization advocating for the black community, listen in on Saturday morning to the Coma Pierce County Black Collective. If you become friends with Corbett Mosley, he might even send you the link. So, allow. Mr. Chairman, go right ahead. Thank you for being here. I know you are on R&R, and I'm not going to reveal where you are, but I'm <laughs> glad you're here. Uh, thank you, uh, Eddie
5: Robb, for the opportunity to be with you uh, this uh, afternoon. Uh, there are a couple of things that uh, we want to talk about, and I will talk about them in the order that you tell me, Eddie. Uh, we can talk about Reverend Christopher. We can talk about... Uh, the uh, issue with the police. I think Jonathan Johnson is going to carry the major part of that load. And and I can also tell you about the Black Collective. So let me just start off with the Black Collective. This is going to be an exciting uh, 2024. Um, We're starting off uh, with a whole series of activities that have uh, concluded in January. We're looking to February, which is Black History Month. Uh, We're going to do a a, a wonderful uh, uh, look back over the last 10 years in the Black Collective of Black History Month. And Wayne Williams and Alex McNeil have been the main architects of that. And for every Saturday during February, we will uh, excite you. We will uh, 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 make you happy to be uh, nappy, as we used to say, (laughs) and and be excited about uh, the history Of the Black diaspora. Um, And then the next month uh, is March and we have a thing called Money March. Uh, We'll have four weeks, four Saturdays uh, dealing with uh, finance, uh, dealing with financial literacy, dealing with investments and how they work. Uh, Our economic development committee is really excited about uh, raising the uh, financial IQ of uh, the folks who come to the Black Collective, and we have some uh, outstanding people who uh, uh, have past success in dealing with financial issues. In June, we're gonna focus on uh, social and legal justice. Now, we're dealing with social and legal justice every, every day. We're dealing with money every day, and we're dealing with Black history every day, but we're just gonna focus on those things in June. Then September, we have the Fall Health Series. Which is a, a absolute great tutorial in looking at uh, issues related to African American uh, men and women. We had a, a focus on women's health. We talked about diabetes. We talked about prostate cancer in men. Uh, we talked about how to live healthy, how to eat healthy. Uh, it's a it's a real uh, 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 exciting and excellent opportunity for people to come in and and share their knowledge of, uh, issues around health and also raise your individual health IQ. Um, then, um, we want to, uh, look back over the year and we're going to have a six month effort on voter awareness. We know that 2024 is uh, a big deal for African Americans living in America, but it's going to be a big deal for everybody. Uh, <laughs> as we, uh, look at this assault on democracy. Uh, by um, uh, certain elements uh, in our political um, uh, community. So we're going to put a lot of uh, effort, we're going to put some uh, financial resources uh, into uh, looking at the effort of um, uh, voter awareness and voter participation uh, for the 2024 November election. And then last but not least, we'll be queuing up for the 2025 legislative session. Uh, We know that um, when session starts uh, there are a lot of moving parts if you want to get your ore in water you have to do it during the interim and so there's a lot of work to do between now and January of next year we've got 12 months on the, on the calendar, we're 11 left on the calendar and we have to start working those committees and staff members uh, to uh, deal with our issues and uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of people on our political committee who are very astute at looking at legislative issues and moving the legislative bills uh, through the system so that's uh, kind of a preview of 2024 uh, for the black collective we have between 80 and 100 people uh every saturday showing up suiting up coming to play there's an old civil rights saying do what you can where you are what you got as long as you can and that's what we're doing eddie yes and this organization is over 50 years old Yes sir. Uh, it, we, we are now 53 <laughs> years old and in the 53 years of our existence we've missed one meeting uh, but we, 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 we're on every every Saturday. And so when the you know NAACP uh, meets a couple of times a month and the NAACP has exciting committees and the president's here so I'm not going to say anything more about that because that's just, that's his that's that's uh, uh, bailiwick. Uh, but we have the Urban League, we have the Prince Hall Masons, uh, A. Philip Randolph, we have a lot of different organizations that come to the Black Collective, and we have a lot of individuals that come to the Black Collective, and those folks, folks uh, we have people who have something to give, and we have people who need something to take, and, and, and we try to make that a virtuous circle as we engage one another uh, in um, you know experiencing this American experience uh, for African Americans. It is a positive Uplifting uh, situation. It is orderly. It is predictable. It is focused. It is goal driven. Uh, we have objectives. We're going to have a retreat the first Saturday in March from 8:30 uh, in the morning on Saturday till one o'clock. Uh, we're going to look at our strategic direction for 2024 and 2025, and so people can see on our Facebook page and, and online where the Black Collective is, what we're doing, who the uh, key people are the contact to, to to avail themselves of information
0: and the resources of the black collective. And Lau, could you just mention some of the committees I know uh the collective have, has its own doctor, Dr. John Vassel. <laughs> you know you know you talk about
5: <laughs> you talk about being happy to be nappy. Uh uh we <laughs> we have Dr. John uh Vassel, um Just a brilliant individual. Uh, uh, He's with us every Saturday. In the past, we've had several physicians, mostly from Madigan and McCord Air Force Base, but they've never had the traction that Dr. John Vassell has. I mean, he suits up, shows up, and plays uh, every Saturday, and uh, he will tell you uh, things that you want to hear, and he will tell you things you don't want (laughs) to hear. But he will tell you things you need to hear. And so uh, he is, he is, he is, he's just a, 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 a treasure. And, 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 it, you know, there, there are a couple of elements of communication. One is the message and the other one is the messenger. And you have to have the right message and you have to have the right messenger. And Dr. John uh, has both of those qualities uh, at, uh, uh, in, in full view. He's, he's just a great asset to Seattle, Tacoma, uh, and the uh, Washington State University where he also uh, does uh, some some work
0: now you could you name some of the committees and some of the people who are the drivers yes. behind those committees yes sir yes sir uh, there uh, first of all uh, let's go
5: to economic development because um, uh, you know we just talked about the issues in this state and and with Department of justice Um We have uh, uh, Bill Dickens, who is an economist uh, who chairs that committee, and Tracy Harrell, uh, who is the uh, vice chair. We have the education committee led by uh, Dr. Scott, a Ph.D. mathematician, retired from uh, the University of of, of Puget Sound. And we are uh, in transition with our vice chair. We've had a wonderful uh, uh, um, service and uh, our vice chair is moving on. She wants to do more direct work with kids in schools, uh, and so that we have an opening there. Our health committee, uh, led by Leah Ford, Sabrina Chambers, and Dr. John Vassil. Uh, uh, our politics uh, committee, uh, Shonda Lawson, uh, who uh, has been a force in this community. And if you if you want to see how work should be done, come to the uh, political committee. <laughs> they 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 will have you marching in a straight line um we uh, interview candidates uh, we, we record our interviews we we make sure that uh, there's a clear understanding of, uh, of participation uh, my dear friend patty Murray was having some difficulty getting to the black collectors interview uh, last election they said well you can endorse her anyway we said no we can't I mean, if she doesn't show up. We 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 can't do that. And and Patty, God bless her, showed up to the black Collective, sat down at Shallow Church with the committee, and it was a good a, 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 a outing. We also have um, our social and legal justice committee. Shirella Bivens uh, is the chair of that committee, uh, and uh, Shirella is also the head of um, the uh, of, 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 of a local local organization. Uh, and um, I think I all five of them. So uh, those are the five uh, committees and the leadership. And each one of those committees uh, has a clear uh, ledger uh, of goals and strategic objectives. Uh, they have committee membership. Uh, and, 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 and if you have an interest in um, working with the Black community, working in the Puget Sound area from Olympia to um, uh, Everett, uh, uh join us uh and see what you can take uh from our organization and see what you can give to our organization. But we have we have really sound leadership um uh in the black collective and one of, and part of that the, you know the NAACP supports us uh, so well um and you know we can't do it without those uh a uh, uh, historical legacy organizations like the Urban League, and the NAACP, and the United Way has uh, Black leadership. Um, uh, the Tacoma Community Foundation has key members of their board uh, who are African American, um, and, and and so that's what the collective is—the collective of organizations and individuals uh, looking to chart a path for the African American community. And you know, I didn't mention transportation. I didn't mention some other key things. Uh, I didn't mention housing. Uh, but we try to deal with those issues as best we can. And I should say this, Eddie, I'm a bearing lead on this, and you're a communications person. And I'm I apologize. I'm bearing the, the big the big story here. This is all volunteer organization. Nobody gets paid. Everybody suits <laughs> up, shows up, and 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 does it because they believe in the mission of the black. Community in the Puget Sound, and so uh, uh, we're not we're not we're not worried with a lot of back office stuff and uh, personnel and HR rules and and payroll and all that. Because mm. if you know you 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 come because this is something you want to do, and 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 when people come to the Black Collective, they often say, "Well, what should I do?" And I often say, "No, just come, just show up, and stay with us a year." And just come to the meeting and when you find something that you want to do, then do it. Because talented adults uh, who are volunteering their time don't need a lot of people standing over them pointing one direction or another. If they choose to do it, then come and do it. If you choose not to do it, then stay away because we don't need people uh, <laughs> coming to a meeting <laughs> disrupting the flow of people who want to do something. So I'm not going to sign you to something and you show up upset. And we tell people, if you're busy on Saturday and you have something else to do, go do that. And when your, when your Saturday is clear, come and hang out with us and, 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 and be engaged in what we're trying to do. We are a positive, aggressive organization. And, 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 and we're, going to, we're, going, we're going to remain it. We're, we're going to make a difference. And uh, we're going to make a joyful noise. And, and, and we're going to engage this process.
0: Yeah, I want to say that uh, Miss Ellen is is the host, Miss Ellen Smith, and also Corbett Mosley and Miss uh, Christina Blocker are, are two of uh, they be co hosts the Zoom meetings that we have. Yeah. The first first Saturday of every month, there's an in person meeting, uh, as well as uh, um, online. So, <clears throat>
5: that's- Eddie Eddie knows but- more about the Black Collective than I do. He can he can do more to than- promote <laughs> Black. <Collective.
6: laughs> Well, Eddie, 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 stole, mean, Eddie, Eddie stole my thunder because I was going to bring them out because we yeah, no, engaged I mean. <laughs> well, a new generation. And well, you know, when member. I first got the collective, the collective was doing great work, but with Lyle's organizational skills. And by the way, he he claims that he is, is a, a uh, recovering bureaucrat, but there, there's nobody to organize things better than than Lyle. I just want to say he's my big brother. He's been doing things longer than I have, and I just want to make sure that I can do a little bit of what he can do. Just outstanding.
0: I love he, you too, Jonathan. He is the man. <laughs> There's no question about it. He is the man. So I'm just saying, when you have, uh, and we're gonna talk about it. we were saving the Manuel Ellis thing for Jonathan to go into because a lot I know you were at all the meetings, sitting in the trial and stuff. So, uh, uh, Eric, can we take that break and and come back with uh, the Manuel Ellis story?
4: At Sound Transit, we not only give people more reliable ways to get around, we're connecting diverse neighborhoods to an entire system of opportunities, like jobs, school, friends and family, and to the airport. Our commitment to economic development provides opportunities for women and people of color to compete fairly for Sound Transit contracts. All of this helps our regional workforce grow and thrive. Go to SoundTransit.org and search DBE to learn more.
3: List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at PortSeattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit com. Get inspired. Every hour, right here on Alternative Talk 1150.
0: All right, Eddie Ryan back at Urban Forum Northwest with Lyle Quasim, Jonathan Johnson, and uh, Bob Armstead. And as we, what, what we're talking about uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Gregory Christopher, uh, who is retiring and having a appreciation and a retirement celebration uh, February 1st through the 4th. And I'd just like to have... Uh, Jonathan makes some comments about his working relationship with Reverend Christopher, and get Lyle two minutes, and then we're going to talk about the Manuel Ellis uh, miscarriage of justice that occurred. Uh, uh, we'll get with that with you know, with you as well, Jonathan. So, Lyle, you want to go right ahead? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to pass it
5: to uh, uh, Jonathan.
6: Jonathan. Uh, well, I'll start off by saying that when I first came to Tacoma and I got involved with the NAACP, I I learned a valuable lesson. If you if you make a suggestion at the NAACP, you going to be the chair of a committee, and uh, so he did that. He put me in charge of the education committee, and uh, I just learned so much about what's possible in the community. I fought a lot of battles, uh, and and he was always there to back me up on those things. And clearly, when you're working against an entrenched in institutional racism. You know, you need that support. And that's where where he has been exceptional in that area. He has connected with churches in the community. Many churches are, are going to be involved in this organiz- in this uh, advantage or opportunity to, to honor he and, and his first lady. It is just essential. The face-to-face working with people is essential to getting things done. And he does that with spades. He knows the administrators. He knows the people in the community. You walk around at Tacoma, you'll see Reverend Christopher walking with the, the uh, uh, leaders of the county. And those are the kinds of connections that you can't fake. You gotta get out and do them. So I just wanna give uh, Reverend Christopher all, all the praise. I know he's been doing things with that committee that uh, Lyle and I joined with him on. And that's when we started doing the work to prepare for, for police justice. But then it turned into working for what we were trying to do with the, uh, the Ellis case, and we'll work on that eventually. But let me uh, let uh, Lyle say something about Reverend Christopher at this point. I'll just take a minute and
5: say um, uh, Reverend Christopher, uh, has um, he shows up. He does not mail in his service. He doesn't, he's not, he's just, doesn't just talk from the pulpit. Reverend Christopher is on the ground, and he is talking to uh, the county executive, he's talking to uh, people who've been sleeping in their shoes. Um, uh, they're all a part of his uh, ministry. So um, we are—we we were fortunate to have Reverend Christian for all the years that we've had him. Uh, we will try to uh, use him uh, as best we can uh, in his new role as a community activist, and he's just been an outstanding individual. I have been uh, given an opportunity to uh, speak at his uh one of his events and uh he says now just remember you in church
0: <laughs> that was
6: the right thing Lion. he's got it right
0: he's
6: got it right oh goodness okay John well, talking talking about the, the Ellis situation I think if we're going to to move into that you know Reverend Christopher leading has been leading for more than two years a group that's been meeting on Wednesdays to help work out what we need to do to make sure the police department has oversight and to make sure that we get the kinds of uh, justice that we uh, that we deserve, and uh, he's got uh, members of various other organizations that work with him in that that capacity. Uh, what we, when this thing with Ellis got brewed up, the the meetings became more intentional, and we started looking at how to engage what was going on. And, you know, Lyle talked about suiting up and showing up. Uh, one of the other things that had to be done is you find the right people for the right role. And in that group, this coalition that was joined, we group got together a group of people that needed to have a spokesperson that was going to be able to make sure that people hear him and that they hear what we are trying to do. Uh, that organization drafted... Uh, it uh, wasn't one of those portals like they use in, in the, the college football league, but they drafted Mr. Lyle Kwasim to do some work on behalf of the coalition. Uh, you know, Lyle is also vice president of the Tacoma NAACP. I was very comfortable with that selection and supported 100%. And we, rather than trying to go with marching on the streets, we had a key player who knows bureaucracy, knows how to use that bureaucracy. And we got together and we put together four demands. And those four demands were one, we wanted the city council uh, to get involved with uh, finding someone to get our federal uh, special master to look at our police department. Because these things have been going on and they're not just going on in the Ellis case, but they need to be corrected. But we need someone who'd make you change the culture. The rules are there, but we need to change that culture. The second thing, we wanted those police officers not on our streets. We wanted them removed from our from our uh, from our jurisdiction. Uh, we wanted to make sure that the county took a look at what went on with the judge, because for many, even those who are not judges, can t- can determine the difference between a defense attorney and a prosecuting attorney and a judge. And when those lines got blurred, it looked like the defense had two attorneys and one sitting on the bench. That's inappropriate, and we need to make sure that we can deal with that. And then the last thing was to make sure that in the future, police oversight is done in a way that our police know they work for the citizens and not for a private group such as a union or MAGA organization or anything else. They need to know that we are the people who hire them and we expect justice and dignity in that process. So those were the three demands. And we made uh, efforts to to go to the city council, to work with the city council, and then uh, produce letters following up on once we put our demands in and follow that process to make sure, sure the process is working. And we are, as we're doing those things, some of us are working in the community in our various areas of, of influence. I've been working with a group of folks, Lutherans against uh, confronting racism, growing a group of people there, meeting with people in other, other uh, areas. We had a movie a couple of weeks ago. We are growing that community so that the next time there is a trial and the city is and the city and citizens are asked if that decision was correct. We won't have eighty percent of the people saying, Yeah, letting them off wasn't the thing to do. We've got to grow the community of people who have justice on their mind and know how to make sure justice is carried out. So we've we've got some things that are going on. Some of the things that are, are very difficult for people to recognize. But most, of, I gotta tell you right now, most of the work the NAACP is doing is behind the scenes. We had to work for a while to get our, le- our legal redress back up. And we've got that. We're now building a real real strong team to help people who have been hurt in the past and have been able to make some changes. I can tell you my personal experience, sat in on one trial, one of the people that we sat on their trial, they were getting hurt through their, their housing situation that person is now the chair of a committee because she recognized how important what the work that we were doing. So we got to show them that we're interested in them, and then bring them along, and well, those who have skills are ready to do come in and do great things. But I, I don't want to go on. I just want to let you know the NAACP is doing a lot of work. A lot of it's behind the scenes because when you've got when you got the best hitter, we put the put the black collective out front. They're gonna get the ball hit. But we also know that this organization has been around for more than 100 years, and we're growing that next generation. And I'm working to develop people that we can pass the baton to. And with that, I want to say, our nice uh, young third vice president has been right with us in all these uh, legal justice issues and look for look for Mr. Milando Redeemer or Pastor Milando Redeemer. He's going to do some great things, and we want to make sure we grow more like him to make the changes that need to happen in Tacoma.
0: Well, that's great, President uh, Jonathan Johnson. Uh, Lyle, you know, during this whole process of the Manuel Ellis trial, uh, there were A committees set up. I know Lewis Cooper was <clears throat> was engaged as well. Can you just comment a little bit about uh, the structure of the committees, how you guys function uh, to monitor the trial to get an outcome? Yeah, one of of the things that
5: uh, we did through this broader coalition, uh, we picked a day uh, at the trial. And one day we would have uh, featured the NAACP or the Prince Hall Masons or A. Philip Randolph uh, or the Black Collective or the Ministerial Alliance or Associated Ministries. Uh, We uh, divided the work in such a way that we could always be present at the trial. We also had a group who worked outside. Um, uh, James Watson and uh, Candace Weston were key uh, people putting up uh, the technology where we had uh, from uh, five to 45 people out in front of the uh, municipal building where the trial was being held. Informationals for um, uh, the the people (laughs) in the area and, and showing and demonstrating our support uh, for um, the uh, Ellis family and for the prosecutors who were uh, bringing the charges against uh, the, um, the uh, um, uh, officers. And so here's, here's, the, here's the big takeaway, Eddie. Uh, young people, old people, old organizations, new organizations can come together. Uh, we had the New Black Panther Party. We had Ceasefire 2.0. We had um, the Black Prisoners Group. Uh, working with Associated Ministries and the Ministerial Alliance and the NAACP. It was intergenerational. It was uh, gender uh, uh, mixed. Uh, I mean, (laughs) uh, we had conservative Black people. We had uh, uh, liberal Black people. We had progressive Black people. We had radical Black people. And we were all under the same tent doing the same work. And there's a myth that says, Black folks can't unite, black folks can't focus, can't concentrate, can't get the job done together because we can't work in unison. This was a classic example of how that myth is just uh, out and out lie.
0: And Jonathan, it appears as though uh, <clears throat> the community was organized, but um, the verdict and the police officers leaving with $500,000 a piece, not going back on the department. But uh, should there be an effort to make sure that people all across the country know who they are? Why, well, absolutely.
6: And we've had uh, one group within our coalition is trying to make sure that that information is shared nationwide. But we also recognize some of the laws prevent some of the things that they're trying to do. So working through this bureaucratic maze, there has to be some way to get that information out. And yes, if we can get that out so people know that that's important. And I, as I look at what the city and city manager is trying to do, and we, we have a meeting scheduled to to, to find out more and pr- really probe what is going on. Because some thought maybe the $500,000 was cheap to make sure they get out of here because we don't want to see them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if in fact that kept the city from getting additional lawsuits, that's even better. Uh, but we will be able to find out what that is, because that kind of communication is essential. It's essential for us to have an understanding of what our city leaders are doing, but we have to also have our citizens know so that when they need to press the right button, they press the right button and not the wrong one and cause more damage to themselves than they need to. Uh, okay, so we well, didn't I'm have, have any fires, the... we didn't have things burn up. We were trying to make sure that we were using the bureaucracy to do what the citizens need to have done.
0: Okay, we're out of time. I want to thank Lau Kwasim, Bob Armstead, and President Jonathan Johnson. Uh want to keep up with what's going on, and I want to give a shout out to my sponsors before we leave. The City of Seattle's Person Construction Services Department, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office, Sound Transit's Office of the Civil Rights, Equity, and Inclusion, the SeaTac Broad Group, LLC, and you'll hear some more about the Mount Zion's Women's 82nd Annual Anniversary, which will be coming up, uh, I guess, on the 7th of March. We will have Reverend Bomani or the co-chairs on to talk about that. And also uh, want to give another shout out for all the good work that uh, Reverend Gregory Christopher has done over his tenure at Shiloh NAACP Ministry Alliance. So thank y'all. See you later. Thank you, Eric.